You are listening to The Political Periscope, a weekly podcast brought to you by Radio WNET. Interviews on international politics, security, geopolitics, economy and more, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Today's interview is part of Radio WNET's project on the Bucharest 9, the countries of NATO's eastern flank. Our guest is Vilezar Shalamanov, former Bulgarian Minister of Defense. Political Periscope. First question, let's precise. What's the position of uh, Bulgaria and what's the position of Bulgarians towards the war in Ukraine? Uh, when it comes to position of uh, Bulgaria, it is very clear our Prime Minister visited uh, President Zelensky to express uh, our full support and we uh, actually negotiated uh, to do uh, maintenance and overhaul of uh, military equipment and of course the uh, main focus of uh, our country, of our people is to support uh, refugees uh, coming from uh, Ukraine. When it comes to Bulgarians uh, we are quite divided and it is a serious challenge because uh, we feel the pressure of uh, information operations of, uh, of Russians uh, to divide the society and really through fake news and other mechanisms uh, to, to develop a kind of opposition to official Bulgarian position in support of Ukraine. Uh, but uh, this is something uh, that we'll maintain internally. Uh, Bulgaria is uh, in full support of all the decisions of NATO and EU and on bilateral basis uh, supporting uh, Ukrainian. Are there any initiatives, uh, maybe on government level, maybe on uh, non-government level, uh, to fight, to, to struggle against this disinformation propaganda? Uh, very, very good question. Uh, when I was Minister of Defense in 2014, we developed our Vision 2020 uh, for the summit in Wales, and uh, countering uh, propaganda and disinformation was one of the main focuses. Uh, not very much was uh, implemented since then, but uh, recently uh, there are several initiatives uh, to establish a strategic communication uh, unit in Ministry of Defense to focus specifically on disinformation related to, to defense matters. Uh, at the same time, there is a similar move in Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Uh, I see in academic sector more and more uh, work, research uh, in area of countering uh, disinformation online uh, and uh, very serious uh, uh, statement made by the Minister of e-government uh, to really establish analytical cell uh, to follow the situation in social networks and to put uh, some pressure on uh, on uh, companies dealing with this uh, for improving their algorithms and uh, uh, really cooperating with uh, the government in uh, defending uh, our information space from propaganda, disinformation and other type of uh, hybrid uh, influence. So what's the role of the president? Uh, many people accuse him of being pro-Russian. This is uh, one of the challenges uh, we face because uh, uh, again, uh, I, I have my experience during the Kosovo crisis where we were facing a similar challenge, but uh, at this time, uh, President, Prime Minister, uh, Parliament were very united. Now we definitely have uh, a little bit strange position of our President, who uh, going abroad is uh, 
uh, quite uh, European and Euro-Atlantic in his speeches, but uh, when it comes to public uh, uh, presence of, uh, of uh, uh, himself as a head of, uh, of state, uh, he is sending uh, mixed messages, uh, very much, uh, I will not say in support of Russia, but uh, being against any uh, military support uh, to Ukraine, uh, being uh, against uh, uh, effective uh, rearmament of uh, our armed forces in order to be interoperable, uh, hosting uh, multinational forces, uh, and, uh, and really using the instruments of NATO as uh, uh, allies uh, taking care of our air sovereignty. Uh, in period of uh, facing difficulties with uh, MiG-29 uh, maintenance. Uh, today in Lublin, Poland, the self-government Congress of Free Seas Initiative starts. Last year there was a Free Seas Summit here in Sofia. This year uh, it's in Riga. Uh, to Lublin today there, there is uh, the Minister of uh, Transport uh, of Bulgaria. He's in, in Lublin. What's uh, the role of uh, Free Seas Initiative for Bulgaria? Uh, this initiative, 3C, is... Uh, consider it uh, as, uh, as something of very high value and uh, for good uh, uh, it is kind of uh, united support from all the institutions including the president uh, who was chairing the, the summit uh, last year. Uh, because uh, the main message is that this is mostly economic initiative, uh, so at least our president tries to exclude uh, security and def uh, defense dimension of the initiative. It is considered as initiative for uh, uh, connectivity, transport and digital connectivity, and uh, it is a very high priority for current government, uh, especially to improve this north-south uh, uh, transport infrastructure. Uh, actually coming uh, from, from Greece and going up to Poland and, and Baltic Sea. Uh, the same is for, uh, for digital connectivity and implementing uh, everything that uh, could help uh, even uh, defense mobility. Uh, so in short, uh, it is very high support to this. It is considered as opportunity for close uh, regional cooperation in the area of uh, infrastructure, in the area of innovation. Uh, and uh, we, we see uh, growing uh, support uh, in society as well. In the Baltic states, uh, but also in Slovakia, in uh, Czech Republic, uh, we've heard about support for Ukraine, this um, position against Russia, but uh, also uh, we heard about the need to uh, strengthen the eastern flank of the NATO by establishing here military presence of the alliance. Uh, what is the Bulgarian position on it? For a certain period of time, Bulgaria was uh, not uh, active. Uh, of course, uh, I was uh, 10 years in NATO, and especially after World Summit uh, was involved in strengthening uh, the core in Chechen, the new division in Poland, uh, the new multi-national division, Southeast in, in Bucharest, uh, the core in Sibiu. So now uh, we have uh, a very... Uh, positive discussion in Bulgaria, not only for the deployment of uh, battle group uh, with uh, Italy as a framework nation, but to have at least multinational brigade uh, and uh, to, to work uh, much closer for consolidation of uh, forward presence from Baltic Sea to uh, Black Sea, uh, 
uh, activating in NATO context of the Maritime Security Center in Varna uh, to be connected with Northwood, with uh, Marcom. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, to have uh, a really full integration of air defense uh, systems uh, and uh, to think much more seriously about uh, missile defense. Uh, so, uh, with the new rearmament program and uh, overall uh, changes in Ministry of Defense, uh, I see uh, a real focus uh, with new Minister Zakov coming from NATO uh, to have a much more uh, military uh, presence in, in Bulgaria, in, in NATO format. And uh, we are looking for much closer cooperation with uh, Greece, Romania, Poland, uh, potentially Ukraine. You were the Minister of Defense in uh, 2014, uh, the year when uh, this whole, whole war started, when Russia first attacked Ukraine. D did you expect such scenario? Yes, to a certain extent, and uh, I remember very well uh, we met with uh, Minister Shimonik in uh, Wales uh, when we started this uh, process of uh, uh, cooperating with Poland in support of MiG-29 in order to escape uh, our dependence on Russia. Uh, some initial steps were made by Minister Nenchev uh, after myself. Uh, now I see Bulgaria is even more interested to, to cooperate uh, uh, with uh, Poland. When it comes to the scenario that uh, we are facing, again, uh, we, we developed in 2014 this Vision 2020. And it was uh, fully aligned uh, with, the, with the readiness action plan and all the activities in NATO in order to prepare potentially to such scenario, if possible, to escape it uh, for, for, uh, uh, for the next several years. Uh, Bulgaria was not uh, very active in this uh, process. The tailored forward presence was not uh, as effective as uh, enhanced forward presence. And uh, I... I regret, but uh, we, we see Romania moving much faster uh, with uh, extended uh, NATO uh, presence. So now uh, in Bulgaria, we have a challenge uh, to really overcome this, uh, this uh, delay and uh, uh, definitely to be prepared uh, for any kind of scenarios uh, that uh, will be uh, implemented by aggressive uh, Russian policy in the Black Sea region. Uh, and uh, last but not least, uh, I think uh, with the summit in Madrid, the Black Sea strategy of NATO uh, has to be a uh, very, very high priority if we want to change the situation. Was it preventable? It, it was not 100% uh, uh, preventable, but uh, what we hear from uh, President Zelensky uh, is giving some uh, clue because uh, he mentioned several times that if the sanctions against Russia were strong enough after 2014 and uh, if uh, the process of uh, support of uh, uh, capability development in Ukraine was more aggressive, uh, most probably uh, it was possible to, uh, to prevent this. Uh, I, I think uh, President Putin made uh, some miscalculations uh, about our unity, about the strength of uh, Ukrainian uh, resistance, and uh, definitely something that we cannot uh, influence on, a miscalculation on their own capabilities uh, to implement such uh, operation. Uh, Bulgaria showed its solidarity quite clearly, uh, closing its airspace for the airplane of uh, Minister Lavrov. 
Yes, I think uh, it is uh, a really turning point, even for, uh, for Bulgarian society. I, I remember 1999, I was Deputy Minister of Defense. Uh, we provided corridors for NATO airplanes, but what really made a big difference was when we stopped the Russian airplanes uh, to go to Pristina uh, before the, the, the NATO troops. So I think uh, with uh, this uh, clear position of uh, Bulgaria, uh, we will be able to, to gain uh, a, a lot of uh, opportunities to improve situation with uh, fighting Russian propaganda and, uh, and Russian disinformation. So they have to understand that Bulgaria is not a soft uh, target anymore. When and how will this war end? Uh, it, it was uh, stated very clearly by our Prime Minister Petkov in Bratislava at Globsec. Uh, that uh, this war will finish only when all the Russian troops uh, leave the uh, sovereign territory of uh, Ukraine. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, this has to be uh, our goal. I think uh, uh, the, the, the war uh, will finish, uh, but uh, we have to be prepared uh, uh, for uh, full integration of Ukraine in our European community. And this is uh, something uh, we have to plan and work uh, from now, having in mind that uh, right now the first priority is uh, to support militarily Ukraine uh, to, to really push out uh, Russian invaders. Uh, will Bulgaria support this European Union uh, aspiration uh, of Ukraine? Uh, will it support uh, giving it the, the candidate status and uh, finally the accession process? Uh, definitely. The, the current government is uh, very clear in uh, such a support uh, for a uh, decision to be taken, uh, Ukraine to be candidate for, uh, uh, for EU membership. And uh, it is uh, not uh, very well known, probably, but uh, Bulgarian business is quite well represented in Ukraine, and there is uh, strong support in, in our business community uh, to, to do more business with Ukraine. Bulgaria is quite uh, far away from uh, uh, Sweden and Finland, but it's quite uh, close to uh, Turkey. Uh, what's the position of Bulgaria in this subject? Uh, I don't uh, hear any any clear statement on this, uh, but uh, definitely public opinion is uh, in support uh, of uh, Finland and Sweden uh, joining uh, NATO. And uh, yes, we are close to Turkey. I strongly believe uh, our government uh, is in good position uh, to, to really talk with the Turkish authorities uh, and to support uh, finding a compromise uh, so Turkey to, uh, to be ready not to block uh, the integration of uh, Finland and, and Sweden. And, and definitely with the consolidation of the uh, northeast part of uh, NATO, uh, I think uh, really the main priority for NATO in the future uh, has to be southeast part that includes uh, Black Sea region. The last question, uh, does Bulgaria directly uh, feel the, um, the military activity of Russia uh, on the Black Sea? Uh, what I see in media more and more is uh, a really uh, analysis of the past, where several times uh, actually uh, Russia invaded uh, Bulgaria and was uh, 
uh, really challenged by our troops, and, uh, and actually we were able to win in uh, in all, win in all these uh, uh, cases. So it is kind of indirect uh, uh, message uh, that uh, yes, it is not impossible to expect uh, any direct military threat. Uh, we believe it is ex excluded because of our NATO membership, uh, but there is more and more understanding that we have to be ready for such a scenario. Uh, and uh, first of all, to have our forces prepared, uh, and second, uh, to have uh, all the instruments uh, to, to activate uh, allies uh, in order to prevent uh, any uh, negative uh, scenario. But uh, it is uh, not something that is uh, excluded and not discussed. Uh, it is uh, in the agenda. Thank you very much. Thank you. This was The Political Periscope. The podcast is released every Thursday at 7 p.m. 